Welcome to Prison Chronicles Stories of Project Leadership, where we dive deep into the heartbeat of project management. In today's episode, you'll experience a segment of a pre-recorded class where I share the dynamics of project planning and its impact on project teams and stakeholders. Planning takes 40% of the time. There are going to be people who don't want me to plan. There might be executives that don't want me to plan. They're now saying, wait a minute now. I have to go to this executive's meeting and I have to tell them what type of progress we have been able to make. I can't just tell them that we're talking about it. Okay, well, that could be where our Gantt chart comes into play. Ah, because they can use the Gantt chart like a roadmap. I'm not getting into the minutia of all the things that have to take place, but I am able to at least tell them first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, this is what we are going to be doing, or phase one, phase two, phase three. This is what we are going to be doing. See, I can still use that as a roadmap. And I can give that to my executive team so that they know that, yes, there is progress being made. Yes, there are conversations that are being had. And I have the right people in the room. A little bit of Hamilton there. I want to make sure that I'm in the room when it happens. And I want to make sure that the right people are in the room when it happens. Okay. So now that we've planned everything out, it's time for us to execute. Our team members are going to be working on certain items. And if if I back up just a moment, we use a work breakdown structure in that planning phase. So we can outline all those tasks and we can say who is going to be doing what. We've also said, hey, we'll just say Susie. Susie, if the world was a beautiful place, how long will this take you? If everything in your life sucked right now, how long will this take you? How long will this probably take you? So now I'm outlining what my time optimistic is, my time pessimistic, and my time most likely. I can use that to figure out how long my project is actually going to take. In the worst case, if everything goes wrong, I still know that I'll be able to turn this into in 15 days or less. Because of that wag that we used. Without typing in all of the, all of the words, please type into the chat, what does wag stand for? Do not type all. Don't type all of them. But what does the W stand for and what does the G stand for? Please type it into the chat. (laughs) Yes, yes. You can say whatever you want for the A. It's up to you. It's up to you. (laughs) Yes. So, So now we know exactly what we need to be doing. Now, this takes us into today. Now, there are certain things that we are going to work on. And one of those items is our reports. What do we need? What do we need? How are we going to track progress? How are we going to make sure that all the things that we're doing, everything that we planned out is actually doing the thing that we want it to do? There are things that our reports can and can't tell you, so I don't want you to think that they are the holy grail, but they are something that you can use to guide yourself and guide your project team. You don't want to micromanage them. 
Meetings are also important. Uh, this calls them periodic and topical reviews, but they're meetings. These are areas where we can touch base. We might have task reviews. We might have periodic reviews, but we are actually going to talk about it. And we also need to know where we should pause. I like to call it pausing. But yes, there are checkpoints and milestones that we are going to be using. Take a look at the first bullet that you have here. It says that reports may concern performance. It might be the schedule. It might be costs. Type into the chat for me what we're really talking about. And I'll give you a hint. In your workbook, there was a triangle. There was a triangle in the workbook. But what are we really talking about in this first bullet? We talked about it yesterday. There's a triangle on that page. Yes, absolutely. Those are our constraints, right? And we said that the driving constraint is the one that could turn into the success or failure of our project. So if I know that to be true, I need to have reporting that's going to assist me in monitoring how well we're adhering to that metric. Now, our reports don't need to be pages and pages long. I have had to write reports because someone else told me I needed to do this. Reams of paper, people, reams of paper. Do you know how many pages are in a ream of paper? Please, if you know, type it into the chat. How many pages, how many sheets are in a ream? Do you know, as I take us back to the, to the people side of things, hundreds, 500, 500 pieces of paper are in a ream. Of I've written reports that were reams. I had to print that on a different floor. So no one stopped my print job. We don't need to have reports that are that long. Quiet part loud, no one's reading that. I'm printing it, but no one's reading it. You want your reports to be as short as possible. Target it. What do you want to share? What is it that they need to know? If you can use pictures, demonstrations, models, by golly, do that. Picture is worth a thousand words. So as you're focusing on what is necessary, find out what you actually need. If we take a look at this triangle, different from our other triangle, but this triangle, there are different reports that we can use that can track performance, different reports that we can use that can track time management, different reports that we can use that can track costs. Now, some of the re reports that I shared with you yesterday are things that you can use for multiple purposes. I want to teach you how to do something real quick. Go up to the top of your screen where it says that you are viewing my screen and that's in green. Immediately over to the right of that, you should see view options. That should be black with white font. Please click on view options for me. It should give you a drop down. Second from the bottom in that drop down, you should see the word annotate. Please click on that. And once you click on it, you should get another toolbar pop up. 
with that new toolbar, you should see a T for text. Okay, if you click on that T and then click on my screen, you should see a text box. You can type into that. I wanna test this out. Please type something that it's okay for everyone to see in that text box and then click somewhere else. It's gonna show up on the screen. Excellent. Loving it, loving it. And you are able to remove what you just typed in there by going to that little trash can. If you click that, then you will see clear. Wonderful. Okay. So what I want you to do under performance, I want you to type onto my screen. What reports did we talk about yesterday that you would be able to use to track performance? Please type that onto my screen. How can we track it? And some of these items we have talked about this morning, by the way. What can we use to track performance? Walker and Susie might have mentioned it as I give hints because I'm a team player. Yes, getting pert for the win. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what about schedules? What could we use for time management? Please type that onto the screen. I'll give the exact same hint <laughs> as before. Uh, not so much pert this, this time, but absolutely Gantt. Okay. And what about for cost? What could we use for that? This one's kind of tricky, but if you... Remember that I said we can add columns. There was a a chart that we looked at that I said, if, if this were mine, I would probably add some columns here. What would that be? I'd add a column for the actual. I'd add a column for the variance. Which chart was I talking about? That would also be our PERT chart, our program or project evaluation review technique. And let's add another one up there for performance. Who remembers what my favorite document was? Do you remember what my favorite was? I did mention it this morning. Which one was my favorite? Starts with a, a W if that helps out. It's my favorite one. That would be our work breakdown structure or our WBS, right? Because I can use my D WBS to not only outline what the tasks are, 
but I could use that as my pictorial view of my project plan. What are all of the things that I need to do? What are the things that I have done? What adjustments do I think I need to make to this? Okay. Any questions on some of the reports that we would be able to use? Anything, anything that you would like for me to revisit? Okay. I want you to think about the, ah, I'm sorry, yes. What was the one for cost? That was our, our PERT chart. Our PERT chart, be, because we can put how much money we have received at the beginning, right? And then we, of course, have our, our TO, our TM, and our TP, our time optimistic, pessimistic, and most likely, right? And we'll be having our status update meetings. And what do we usually ask? What was your percentage complete? And so if I know that we started off with $100 and our percentage complete is 20%, all things held constant, I should still have $80 that I can use. Okay, But that is something that we would be able to use. I want you to think about projects that you have been on, projects that you currently have. What do you use today and what type of information do you think you would need to know? I'm thinking about projects that you currently have. Are there any gaps? Are you saying to yourself, you know what? It would have been helpful if I had have known this. And now I can use this for that. Okay. So what type of information would you include in your reports based upon what you need. I'm going to give you a, a moment to think about that and then we can socialize it. Okay. So what type of reports do you think you would need? And what do you think you need to include in those reports? You have been listening to Prism Chronicles, Stories of Project Leadership, where we dive deep into the heartbeat of project management. This has been your host, Veronica Lane of Veronica Lane Consulting. Until next time.